sort of sort break it, break it break down it like down, this. Down, down, down. Broadcasting from the Ziggurat at Omaha, welcome to another THN mini episode. Mini so. No, I refuse to say that. It's stupid. Another THN mini episode where we are getting ready to relaunch the show, to rebirth the show, to all new, all different the show. Uh, just don't call it a reboot. That's all we ask. Don't call it a reboot. We, I mean, we were kind of calling it a reboot. Yeah, whatever. My name's Matt Baum. I'm one of the hosts of this <laughs> damn show. You can find me at Matt Baumstein on the Twitter where I'm hoping we can get some star power like Toby Keith to introduce our new show across from me to the other head here. His name is Joe Patrick. Say hi. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm, I'm Joe Patrick. That's at JoePatrick116 on the Twitter. And um, I mean, Toby Keith sounds good to me. No. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> I hate that dude. <laughs> big trucks, big hats. Yeah. White people. And whites only, please. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it just in a polite way. We're polite racists now, you know? This week, before we get into it this week, we just want to remind everybody that we are going to be moving to a new RSS. Not this week, not next week, but probably the week after that. So look for it. Yes. We're talking about a February birthday. It's we're, coming. We're shooting for the first week of the month, February 2017. Uh, so yes, there will be a new feed to subscribe to uh, in order to receive the new THN episodes. Until then, though. Stay tuned to this feed. You don't want to miss our special Valentine's Day episode, just for all you lovers out there. Uh, uh. Uh, so we're going to do one more mini-sode after this. I know we said one more last week, but we decided it made more sense to start at the beginning of the month. Sure, start fresh. And yeah, so we're going to do this week and next week, mini-sodes. Who knows what surprises will come. Um, maybe next week we'll talk about the new format. Hey, that could be fun. Yeah, we'll lay it out for you. Yeah, here's what to expect. Because you get, guys, if you're don't get scared, if it's you're not already, gonna be that different. No, if you're already on RSS, you probably know what to expect. But we want to set up for you guys so you can come in like the pros. And when these new kids show up, you can kick them around and stuff. You know, make fun of them on the playground. Right, right. Think of this right? as like the Wendy's training manual for like assistant managers. We want you to be ready for when we hire the the high school kids, okay. so that you can just like. Bullion behind the yeah the, by the fryer because our comedy is fresh and never frozen, fresh and never frozen, never frozen. And when you're here, your family. I just wish our Twitter account was as savage as the Wendy's Twitter account. <laughs> it wasn't really savage. That guy had it coming. That guy was an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but then the, but then they started doing it to anybody that would ask. Right. Yeah, which was great. By the way, if you're not following nihilist Arby's on oh, Twitter, man. you need to. <laughs> Their Martin Luther King Day tweet caught some flack. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Follow regular Arby's too because they're always doing like super deep nerd stuff. Really? Like, yeah, like carving weird anime logos out of their fry boxes. What? Yeah. All right, that's enough for fast food Twitter talk. This is ridiculous. That's our other podcast. Yeah, yeah that's our other show. Right now, it's time for some big news. Big news. Oh boy, Marvel has announced a new Scarlet Spider ongoing series from writer Peter David and artist Mark Bagley, spinning out of the current clone conspiracy storyline, which is by Dan Slott and Jim Chung. The new series stars fan favorite spider clone Ben Riley. Spoilers. Returning to the hoodied identity he originated in the 1990s. I think the way you wrote it's hoodied. Uh, yeah, yeah, hoodied, <laughs> hoodied. The new book will also feature Kane, another clone of Peter Parker, in a supporting role, as well as a new villain named Cassandra Mercury, who blames Ben Riley for her daughter's untimely death. Ben Riley colon the Scarlet Spider number one will launch in April. Just in case you were confused about all the other Scarlet Spiders out there, this is the one with Ben Riley. Gotcha, Matt. 
Were you shocked by one of the most blatantly telegraphed reveals in the history of comics? And could the new Scarlet Spider redesign be one of the worst superhero costumes ever? In order, no, and absolutely. It's bad. It is one of the worst costume designs I've ever seen. And we were talking about it the other day uh, at your wife's birthday party, and it reminded me very much of Cobra from the uh, Serpent Ser- Society. Pardon me, the Serpent Society of yeah. America, who has a bad costume. Right. Second only to uh, probably old Elizabeth Braddock pre Ninja Psylocke with the puffy sleeves. You and love that though. I do, but you've got to admit it's a terrible costume. It's bad. And Polaris, every costume she's ever had. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. All of them. <laughs> so. So the new Scarlet Spider costume looks like a traditional superhero costume. It's like a form-fitting Spanix costume. Um, But it has a hood attached at the neck that he wears up. Not a hoodie, mind you. Not like a hooded sweatshirt. Right. The old Scarlet Spider actually had a hoodie on over his spandex. A cut-off hooded sweatshirt, which was dumb. Right. Let's all agree. It was Less dumb than a regular superhero costume with a hood attached. And you can see his mouth. Right. Not an exposed mouth, but his mask has a mouth. No, no, no. Like full on like uh, mimic. Almost, right. right? Uh, or morph. Right. Yeah. From the know, exiles. Pardon me. Morph yeah. from the exiles. So like he looks like a cartoon character with a mouth. He looks like a goddamn Muppet is what he looks like. It's really bad. It is terrible. Like I ugh. like every once in a while they do this thing in Deadpool where he has like a mouth for a second where it's like like he's making a face or something. And that's cute and funny. It's or whatever. like it's one thing where the, you can sort of shade yeah. the, the, the contours of the face to make it to imply like, oh, he's smiling for a comedic moment. Right. Um, or like when Spider-Man squints his eyes, when right. we all know that his lenses are hard plastic. Sure, sure, sure. But, but how does this work? This is a legit mouth does in this mask. Does it go down his throat? I don't understand. Does it wrap under his lips so and my, stick to his gums? My guess is that it, it's some sort of like... You can't see his teeth. Parker Industries style like liquid Stupid. costume invention. Stupid. Um, yeah, it's dumb. It's real dumb. And I'm really hoping that before the book actually comes out, they think better of it because the internet yeah. has not been kind. No. Uh, about the return of Ben Riley, that's, though. That's what I want to get into I'm, next. I'm... I'm I'm thrilled because I, I loved Ben Riley. I don't have a problem with the return of Ben Riley, and I feel like it was the only logical place that this story could have gone. I don't know if it was the most telegraphed moment we've ever fucking seen, <laughs> you know, or we're just old guys. Sure. And if you were an old guy, they were like, "Look, you're going to see it coming." Right. You know what I mean? Like the second the second this new design jackal showed up in the background of Amazing Spider-Man with his like slim like yeah. fit physique and right. uh, it's like oh that's ben riley for sure yeah nobody nobody <laughs> talked but yeah i i think uh, peter david and mark bagley that's a great team classic guys here's, i'm a fan here's what i feel bad about i feel like peter david is getting all the b-list spider stuff well that's just kind of how it's been for a long time i know and peter he's a david, great writer peter david has gotten the b-list side stuff for a long he time. has and he's done a really nice job in that 2099 book that he writes nobody reads it and i kind of fell off on it too <laughs> but it was good you know it wasn't bad i just find it really hard to care about that character in modern day like in sure you know, removed from the future removed right. from 2099 it's hard to care about it right right i don't know we'll see with ben riley i don't see this last in a really long time because i don't think ben riley speaks to a lot of people outside of old assholes like you and me yeah but there's a lot of us still around <laughs> there are there are is there enough to propel sales we'll see does that costume have to go yes absolutely it's terrible it's right up there with one of the war and this is not just like let's get on the internet and react i'm saying no hyperbole 
one of the worst costumes I've ever seen. I, I, I did not see one person speak no kindly no of this design. It. No, <laughs> it's very. It's bad. just dumb. I yeah. mean, show it to people that don't read comics, and they go, ah, that's, "That looks dumb." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> My spider senses are starting to tingle. The Black Panther star is continuing to rise at Marvel Comics. Later this year, Tanisi Coates will team up with poet Yona Harvey and artist Butch Geis for Black Panther and the crew, which takes T'Challa to Harlem and reteams him with some of his closest friends. I loved the crew. And now it's Friday via Time Magazine. Black Panther and the crew sees a team of Marvel's most popular black heroes working together to solve the murder of an activist found dead in police custody. In addition to Black Panther, the new title features the ex-wife, Storm, Luke Cage, Misty Knight, and Manifold. Forgot about him. <laughs> Manifold from Jonathan Hickman's yeah. uh, Secret Avengers and, yeah. and Avengers. I just thought he went away, or he was in space somewhere, or I don't know. Um, I think Half he that may team have been, just vanished. <laughs> I think he may have been in the Al Ewing New Avengers, which I did not really follow. I don't think he was. I don't know. I, don't I think, know. I don't know. I don't know. I like him, though. Fair enough. The team previously debuted as the crew in the current ongoing Black Panther title. Is that true? Yes. They right. showed up in issue six or seven, I believe. I'm criminally behind on Black Panther. It's really good. Comic newcomer Yona Harvey made her debut last year in the backup for Black Panther, World of Wakanda, alongside Coates and Afua Richardson. In the interview with Time, Harvey states that she has started to learn to translate poetry to the language of comics. That scares me. <laughs> Quote... <laughs> Everybody rhymes. <laughs> Quote, for the first project, I kept resisting. I thought being a poet was a negative somehow. It is. But then I had to Shut embrace up. what poets do. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love poetry. Examine tiny details and draw out a larger story, and it helps with the language and the voice of the characters. I have this little trick where I imagine the poetic voice of the character, whether it's very tent, whether it's very terse or romantic or sensitive. <laughs> Comic legend Butch Geist. Misty Knight is very sensitive. Yeah, extremely. Yeah. <laughs> Comic legend Butch Geist is going to draw the series with John Cassidy on covers. I'm glad he's not drawing the issue or it would never come out. No publication date for the new series was announced. Joey, are we excited or do you think Marvel's in danger of overdoing it a bit with this Black Panther stuff while the movie is still over a year away? You know, I have no problem with it as long as it's good. As long as it's good, I'm with you. There's been a lot of criticism about the Black Panther comic book about how it's slow. It, 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 there's not enough action and whatnot. I would argue it's one of the few books on the stands that's actually developing a real story well, for the like character. It's like a sociopolitical yes, and it's adventure book. It's really right? well done. It's not a punch in the face superhero right. book. He's it's, not going to fight bank robbers. Right. It's showing how intelligent the character is. I really enjoy it. This, we'll see. I don't know. Oh, look, you, I, get, you know how we get nervous when you bring in actors or you bring in directors or screenwriters to write comics? When you bring in a poet, <laughs> right? Um, but, that worries like, me a little so, bit. <laughs> so, Tan Tanisi quotes, and I'm I'm I butchered that. I'm sorry. Tanisi, pronounced Tanisi. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I have this feeling that he's handpicking these collaborators. Yeah, he's very intensely smart. Um, the the woman, the women that uh, came on board to do the World of Wakanda book. It was good. You know, so they know what they're doing. It's not. It's not like just some random like. Charlie Houston's decided to write Moon Knight. Right. You know, crime author is going to write a superhero. Right. Um, you know, these are people that he's probably worked with before, or talked with before. Yeah. And he knows what to expect. He knows the direction they want to go. I'm sure she's brilliant. It's just, it can be hard to translate. And they're co-writing. Your brilliance that's not comic book related to comic books. That's the only thing that worries me. Yeah, I mean, we have certainly seen um, many examples of 
people from other mediums yeah. coming in and not really adapting well. But there are also plenty of people that came from other mediums that did a great job, and we just don't even remember that they came from somewhere else before. Name two. Come on now. On the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Name two. You know that somebody like... And you can't say Tennessee Coates. Greg Rucka. <laughs> Greg Rucka kind of started in comics. Greg Rucka was a famous novelist, a crime novelist. Was he? Yes. Was, he, I thought he did comics first and novels and stuff. New. No. Greg Rucka doesn't count. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway. This is bullshit. Let me ask you a real question. Does it bother you when Storm steps out of the X-Men role to do other stuff? Because it bothers me. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because I don't think it's ever been done effectively, but it bothers me. I guess when any of the X-Men, even like I didn't particularly want Wolverine to be an Avenger and stuff. Well, Wolverine being an Avenger makes no sense. Yeah. But I don't mind. Like I would have, they tried to make Storm an Avenger for five minutes before that yeah. run got canceled yeah. or rebooted. Nobody caring. It didn't work. Um, well, I don't even think it had enough time to let to, for people to latch onto it. I just don't care for it. When storm steps out to join another team, I think storm, like I think storm is a character strong enough to, to do different things. I agree. I, I did like that storm series though. And I just don't think it's ever been, she's ever been used real effectively outside of the X-Men. Now, with that said, she's not being used effectively in the X-Men. Right now <laughs> yeah. So all. like, what it's do terrible. you have to lose? So who really cares? <laughs> um, I liked the, cr- I liked the crew when Christopher priest, it was awesome. Spun them out of it his black Panther. Awesome. Yeah. Um, this is a different group, but I love the idea. Um, I love this group of characters. I love Misty Knight in anything. Sure. I want Misty Knight all the time sure. in things. Uh, Luke Cage, of course makes sense. Um, also, so yeah. I would argue not being used really well in Power Man and Iron Fist. You know, I haven't been reading it. It's not great. Oh, it's just not great. It's a little too silly. But yes, I'm I'm excited for this. As far as like the overdoing it with with these characters that have movies, I think they way overdid it with Deadpool. Way, 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 yeah, way yeah, overdid definitely. it. Three three projects for a character that hasn't had his own book in a while, and one of them was a miniseries. Like I don't have a problem with that, especially if they're great. Sure. So let them try. Bring it on. We'll see what happens. Joe Patrick, let's talk about. Oh, and Butch Guys, like I'm totally into anything Butch Guys wants to do. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's great. But let's get real, Joe. Let's talk about underpants. Underpants. Well, specifically red ones. Underpants from underpants, I'm afraid. (laughs) Ever since DC Rebirth began last May, the biggest question mark has been around the character of Superman. Right before Rebirth began, the new 52 version of Superman died. Sort of. No, he died. Kind of. He exploded. He died. He exploded into a pile of dust. Maybe. (laughs) And <laughs> and in his place, the pre-Flashpoint Superman emerged from hiding and took Kal-El's place in the world. But the mysterious Mr. Oz, who I am really struggling not to constantly call Dr. Oz. Or Ozymandias. Yeah. Come on. Told Superman that he and his family are not exactly what they seem to be. A new storyline coming up called Superman Reborn will run through the Superman titles starting in March and is going to explore the origins of both Superman further as Mr. Oz finally comes clean. The crossover kicks off in Pete Tomasi and Patrick Gleason's Superman number 18. When one of Oz's prisoners escapes spoilers, he's been like kidnapping characters and locking them away in a bunker. Tim Drake is one of them. This is going to result in the revelation of a shocking truth that is in quotes for some reason that will rock Clark Lois and their son, John's world. Then the story moves through Dan Jurgens and Doug Mankey's Action Comics 975, Superman 19, and then concludes in Action 76. It's a classic 
Just like back in the day. Bounce between two yeah. books, four parking the triangles that told you where yep. to go. Yeah. Soups will be sporting a new costume debuting in Superman 20, which follows the Superman Reborn arc in March. The new suit is designed by Patrick Gleason, and it will ditch the Man of Steel-inspired cuffs. Good. I hated them. Add a splash of yellow to the belt. Whatever. Great. Much needed. And see the return of Superman's classic red boots. Yes. It's really like it is the perfect homage to Superman's iconic look in a modern redesign. Yeah. Matt, you've been back on the Superman bandwagon since Rebirth began. I want to hear your predictions for Superman Reborn and what you think about this redesigned costume. The costume is great. Let's go in reverse order. Costume is great. You know why? Because it's simple. It's not covered with lines. It doesn't look like crustaceans got on him and built a shell. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. It doesn't look like the stupid nano suit. Right. That's all I care. That's all I care about. I thought that the Rebirth costume was better, but still too dark. All blue. Yeah. Like... You need to break up that huge field of blue. Having those boots and that little yellow yeah. thing on the belt does a huge, like, I looked at that and I, I wasn't even mad about the undies anymore. I was like, oh, this is it. This is all no, you I need. Too. I looked at it too. And I was like, oh, I really like that. And I went, oh, wait, there's no underpants. Right. I guess I'm okay with it. Right. It, I think it's wonderful yeah. and I'm excited for it. As far as predictions for Superman Reborn. I don't know. We've seen a bunch of images and stuff, including the return of red and blue Superman. And well, I, I don't think that's what I think that was new 52 Superman and flashpoint Superman. Oh, it, it was, was just, it? I think the coloring made it look like Superman red, Superman blue. A little I don't bit. know, dude, there looked like there was electric stuff going on. No, no, well. no, 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 no. And we've already seen some of that going on in Superwoman. There's been some hints to some stuff. I, I mean, so I have a theory. Okay. Hit All me, right. Hit me. My theory is that theorize following Superman reborn, the origin of Superman that we've had since the new 52 began that, that version of the character, I think the characters will kind of merge and it will be a, like a retcon. Like the timeline will massage itself and we will see that the classic Superman will be fully restored as the Superman of this world. Not like some outsider that showed up when Superman died. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's what he is now. Right. He's our Superman, quote unquote, the classic Superman, but He's not on the right. In the eyes of this world, he's still not the same Superman. Okay, so we agree, Mr. Oz is Ozymandias. Um, I think that it's very obvious they want us to believe it's Ozymandias. Yes. Who else would it be? I I don't know. I don't know. We already know Jeff Johns announced he's going to write more Watchmen stuff. That's coming. Right, and they're doing that crossover between Batman and the Flash coming up where they investigate the button that they found in the wall. Right. So what would Mr. Oz... So things are happening. So what would Ozymandias know about Superman that we don't? I, that I don't know. That's the thing. Right. That's going to be it. But I, I think when all is said and done, it's called Superman Reborn. Right. So I think when all is said and done, the idea that there were two separate Superman is gone. Like maybe, maybe. So who died then? Maybe they were like different aspects of the same being or whatever that got somehow split when okay. the re- universe got rebooted or whatever. Like Superman maybe, Red and some, Superman Blue. Some, yes. Some <laughs> typical comic book bullshit. Yeah. So I think when all is said and done, Superman will be restored to the Clark Kent at the Daily Planet, married yeah. to Lois, because they're not ditching the sun. He's getting his own book with Damien. Yeah. yeah. And so I think we're going to, the idea of the new 52 Superman, the young guy that like quit the Daily Planet and wrote a blog and didn't date Lois. I don't think that's, I think that's gone. Yeah. And maybe he's Clark Kent now. Well, I th- yes, right. Because right this, now Superman is not Clark Kent. Right, we he's have powerless Clark Kent running around. He, right, saying, exactly. I'm not Superman. He's posing. Uh, the 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 older Superman is posing as a different person because there is this other Clark Kent. Right. So yeah, that's my theory. He's Kent Clark. 
Yeah, Kent, Kent Clark, and he works for the uh, Daily Inquirer. <laughs> no, the Planetary Daily. <laughs> it's different. Totally different. No one recognizes That is your big news for this week. A lot of comic talk. That was nice. No Hollywood bullshit. Yeah. Just kind of went straight into comics. I dig it. Yeah. If you'd like to discuss these stories or everything we missed, hit us up on the THN forums. You know where they're at. You go to thn.forums.boards.net. That's wrong. You do it wrong every time. I know. Just go to two edit nerds. THN forums. THNforums.boards.net. Isn't that what I said? No, you didn't. You said thn.boards.twoeditnerd.com. Dot internet. Dot www. Dot business. Dot biz. Dot ru. You can also go to twoeditnerd.com. There is a button on the top that says forums joe patrick and i are always there we're always yelling about nerd stuff with a bunch of other really heady nerds this week we are modeling our red underpants we ask that you do the same i'm wearing red underpants right now joe patrick since the mini episode we're skipping all the other bullshit let's go right into our must read picks for next week what are you picking next week i am stoked for i'm sorry i'm sorry for the use of the term stoked why do you apologize for stoked i don't know i didn't it doesn't is that really a thing that people say anymore who cares we say it I don't know. We have like a bunch of Ninja Turtle slang that we throw around. So who cares? Okay. Gnarly. Yeah. I am excited <laughs> for the Commandy <laughs> Challenge. Number one from DC Comics written by Dan Abnett and Dan DiDio. Art by Dale Eaglesham and Various. Always a winner. It's 40 pages for $4.99. You're just listen. Prepare to take part in one of the greatest adventures from the infinite future of the DC universe and join the industry's top creative teams in a round robin no holds barred storytelling extravaganza titled the commandy challenge it sounds like we're gonna throw shit against the wall and see if any of it sells and you're all invited to buy it while we try <laughs> well i mean that's sort of it but it is in the vein of the old yeah. dc challenge from the 80s which was yeah creative team a starts with the episode with issue one starts a story right and then passes it off to the next person and says okay now go so it's like a mm -hmm. comic book game of telephone I remember doing uh, something similar to this in an English class in high school where somebody started like the, it was like a poetry thing. Somebody started the first sentence of the poet and the next student started the next sentence of the poet, you know, the poem or whatever. And you passed it around. And then in the end, we read the poem. And uh, there was this guy who was a Finnish exchange student. I'm not making this up. Super long hair. His name was Hans. Swear to God. Right. And he, <laughs> everybody wrote like, oh, today is a beautiful day. A day where the nature is whatever. He's like, I have strolled down by the river. And then he's like, the river of death. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and then it was my turn. I was like, all right, this poem's taking a turn. Here we go. <laughs> we get it. You love poetry. Jeez. This is born from the mind of Jack King Kirby. The post-apocalyptic Earth of Commandy has been a fan favorite for decades, and now 14 intrepid teams of writers and artists build on this incredible foundation. 14 teen? 14 teen. And take the title character on an epic quest to find his long-lost parents and travel the places seen and unseen in the DC Universe. Like we said, each issue will end with a cliffhanger, and it's up to the next creative team to resolve it before creating their own cliffhanger. A challenge worthy of the king himself. So what if they get stuck and Commandy like, kills himself? Your turn. Cliffhanger. <laughs> In the premiere issue, the last boy on earth is dragged from his safe haven by a group of tigers. I bet they talk only to face the nightmarish threat of the ultimate weapon. Well, yeah, he commands the last boy on earth. All the animals are talking. Remember? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Not like Tawny, the tiger. I mean, he's just like evolved animals. I understand, Matt. Thanks. Yeah, I'm no familiar problem. with command. No problem. <laughs> I think this sounds great. Uh, I'm very excited. The creative teams they got 
involved in this are super great. Yeah, they really I are. love Dale, Ag- Dale Eaglesham. Where the hell has that guy been? No doubt. What a waste of talent. I need that guy doing something monthly. He's mm. too good. So yes, Commandy Challenge, check it out. Matt, what is your pick? My pick for next week, seeing as it's a light week, had to be <laughs> Slayer, Repentless, number one. By the way, Repentless, I don't think it's a word. I don't think that's a word. I don't think no. it's a word. But we decided it means a uh, complete lack of repentitude. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, from Dark Horse, written by John Schnepp, with art by, I'm not even going to try and say it, G-U-I-U. Guiu. Guiu? <laughs> I doubt it. With art by Gui Villanova. 32 pages for $5. Oh, a GUI. I mean, it stands for graphic user interface. It's a computer term. What's the other U stand for? Graphic user interface user. <laughs> Villanova. The Department of Redundancy. Department. Yeah, you're right. Gotcha. He's a GUI user. So Joe and I just watched all three videos. It starts, if you want to get on, go on this ride. Hey, like, I, my life is ruined. It starts with Repentless, which is a prison break. Good old, fa- we're a prison riot. Good old fashioned prison riot. Yeah. We don't know anything. There's a guy with an eye patch. He's in prison. He kills his cellmate. They open his cell. All hell breaks loose. Tyler Maine is there. A Danny bunch Trejo. Of, Danny Trejo is there. A bunch of B-list TV guys. Like horror movie you stars. will recognize are totally there. It's super violent. <laughs> like ridiculously violent. And all we know is there's a big prison riot. And at the end, he goes back in his cell and shuts the door. Second video. You against you. Prequel. Prequel. This happens showing you how he gets there one week before the prison riot. And it's dude with eye patch. Who's our main character in some, I don't know. Tum- so he, he gets tumbleweed town. He gets ambushed by this group of people that are after him. Right. And, um, well, he shows up to find a body full of knives and it's whoever he was going to meet is dead. Well, we don't know. Obviously. We presume. And that person has a picture. Maybe it's somebody that was bringing him a message. And it's this very attractive black woman and she's pregnant and it's like, I miss you. I love you. Whatever. Meet me here at this address. Yeah. 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 Bunch of people come in in hoods. He kills everybody. This guy is ski a mask. killing machine. They, they're wearing ski masks, not yeah. hoods. We don't know about the hoods until well, later. Hooded guys until the ski, third video. There's hooded guys and ski mask guys. But regardless, we don't really see anybody until the end where mysterious, like, uh, dude from Supernatural shows up. Yeah, the guy that plays the... Um, He's the author, isn't he? No, no, books? not the author. Oh, no, He's no, like no. the changeling. He plays yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That's right. He plays the changeling on Supernatural. And he's been on a million other shows. You'll right, see him yeah. be like, oh yeah, that guy. Right. So then we go to, finally, Pride and Prejudice. Oh, so it ends with them taking him away. He gets he gets knocked out. Well, they, first, they find his message. First he kills 60 people. <laughs> they, find, they find his message. <laughs> he, they knock him out. They find his message from his, right. his lady. And they're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And then they take off. And then the cops get him. And then gunshot, gunfight, and knife fight ensues. And oh, my God. It is yeah. so violent. It was great. Next, we have Pride and Prejudice. Which is after two, two months. months after the prison riot. So Right. So after the first video, the guards come and take Snake Plissken, for lack of a better term, to uh, he looks somewhere. remarkably like the man that played Deadshot on Arrow <laughs> with the eye patch. He might be. It's not the same guy. Okay, it's not the same guy, but it looks like him. So they come and get him, and they're taking him somewhere, and then he gets ambushed by the cops, and they throw him in a dirty laundry like hamper, and he wakes up in a basement, face like looking at Danny Trejo, a Nazi basement, right? And there's a Nazi flag on the wall. And they hand him like this SS dagger and they're like, now kill your Mexican bro, dude, or whatever. And of course, that doesn't quite work out. He murders everybody in the house. And no. We, yeah. Before that. What? He refuses to kill Danny Trejo. Yeah. And then they bring out. Well, I wasn't going to spoil it, but you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he refuses brutal. to kill Danny Trejo. They bring out black baby mama, slit her throat in front of him. and stab her in the baby maker. And he's like, no. And he freaks out and goes after them. Turns out Snake Plissken used to be a Nazi. 
We I think it end. was the son of the guy that owned the house or brother or something. We don't know. But yeah. it, but it turns out he used to be a Nazi and they were after him for he fell in love with the black betraying girl. their principles. Yes. He betrayed his race, fell in love with the black women. And uh, they uh, and he brutally murders a bunch of people. The guy is like a walking human blender. Yeah. <laughs> and then Danny Trejo helps him. And Danny Trejo helps him. So we because know our story a, here. Yeah. This so they're the, the heroes. Yeah. They're the heroes of the story. Yeah. So I, we're, it's going to spin out of this. I don't know if it's prequel. I don't know if it's postquel. But we're maybe it's out. just a direct adaptation, and you just explained the entire story. Could be a quick review of uh, the songs I heard. A big Slayer fan. This is a Slayer in their uh, twilight years, if you will. Still hard as hell. Sounds good. First two songs, Repentless and You Against You, are a little faster, kind of old school thrash. Uh, the third song, Pride and Prejudice, is slow, grueling, and it is all kind of about white power and how it's bullshit. It's Danny, Tre- it's not Danny Trejo, sorry, sorry, I mean, Tom Araya, the lead singer, screaming about how dumb white power is. But, you know, it's kind of a clever three-part video thing. I don't know if the comic's going to be any fun, but I have to see now. Glenn Fabry's doing the covers. Love him. This is the most Slayer that I've ever heard in my entire life. That's terrible. That's yeah. why you grew up to be the crybaby that you are. Because I didn't Regardless. listen to Slayer. Yeah, part of, that's part of the reason. Yeah, definitely. Okay, enough. The THN Trade of the Week goes to Checkmate by Greg Rucka. Volume 1 trade paperback from DC written by Greg Rucka. Right. With art by Jesus Sayas. It's 296 pages for twenty four ninety nine. The Jesus, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> After the explosive events of Infinite Crisis and the OMAC Project, things that nobody cared that much that about so long ago, <laughs> the UN formed Checkmate to bring down heroes and villains that get out of line. Using their unique abilities to deputize human and metahuman forces, the agency pulls out all the stops to maintain balance between worlds. Having finally secured the political backing they need to survive, Checkmate's operations begin in earnest. As an agent tries to infiltrate the terrorist group, Cobra with a K, no relation to the guy we were talking about earlier in the show. No. But someone within Checkmate is working against them, and a compromised agent is forced to make a deadly choice. This collects the first 12 issues of Greg Ruckus Checkmate. We love Checkmate. It's so good. Checkmate was excellent. It's so good. I gotta ask, why now? Why reprint this now? Does I don't this care. Does mean that something is coming? I don't care. Are they doing it? Because DC has done that a lot, where they'll go back and reprint something that, like, we haven't thought about in years, and turns out yeah. they're popping up in like something DC, real quick. Here. DC is getting around to to putting a lot of their not not necessarily a list, but well regarded titles from the last 10, 15, 20 years right. into print. They did it with they did put out a really nice volume of uh, that series Chase, which was drawn by J. H. Williams the third. Yeah, and I guess Chase didn't pop back up anywhere. Um, and Chase made some. Uh, Random appearances. Uh, I think they did bring her into the new 52, but again, not a major character. Okay. I just wonder if Checkmate's um, popping up or not. Who knows? But I'd be I'm fine so glad that they're doing it. They finally put Mark Wade's The Flash into trade. They're just doing a series of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thrilled by it. I loved this Checkmate run. It was great. Um, it really was great. The last five issues, I think Rucka did the f- 24 or so, and then, or 18, something like that. And then, um, the last batch of issues was Eric Troutman. Uh, I think he co-wrote with Eric Troutman, but the last batch of issues was actually written by Bruce Jones. Oh, that's right. Uh, the guy that took over the incredible Hulk back right. in the early 2000s. The Return of the monster who was really good at first. Yeah. And then really bad by the end. Yeah. He was really good for five or six issues, but his run on checkmate. I remember it, was not, good. it wasn't bad. No, it was good. I love checkmate. So pick this up. It's a great run. Checkmate is a super fun concept. Checkmate is my favorite underused DC spy agency. 
Absolutely. Yeah, they're great. Sort of break it, break it down like this. That's all the content we have provided for you today. <laughs> that is it for this THN mini episode. Again, mini episode. stop saying that. Again, we're going to be back real soon here. It's happening. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell people you don't even know. Tell homeless people. Tell everyone. We're going to have another mini episode next week. We're going to do a little bit. We'll preview the new format. We'll let you let you guys know what's going on for the Switch and everything so you are totally prepared. There will be no excuses. None. Once again, to reiterate, be prepared to switch yes. your subscription or yes. to, re, uh, to subscribe to the new feed when that launches. That's what these mini episodes are for, to just constant reminders. New feed's coming. New feed's coming. You will need to do... You will need to perform an action if you want to keep listening to the show. Yes. So that is click a button. Be prepared. We will let you know. We will tell you exactly what you need to do. It will be painless, unlike listening to this podcast. No doubt. Thanks again for everybody who stuck with us. We really appreciate it, guys. We don't have a show without you. So otherwise, just Joe and I sitting here on Saturday mornings talking smack in front of nobody. The pugs. So we'll be back next week. Another mini episode. But for now, this is the Two-Headed Nerd signing off.